0: Hi, I'm Katina Pantazis of Katina Pantazis, PA or KP Law. Welcome to Rest In Podcast. This is your podcast to obtain a better understanding of wills, trusts, probate, and the long-term care planning process in Florida. Before we dive in, remember, you can find our recorded podcasts on our website at www.lawkppa.com or follow us on Facebook. Lastly, if you would like to contact us directly, please call us at 352-600-2987 or email us at office at lawkppa.com. Now let's begin. All right. So... You might be a qualified beneficiary under a Florida irrevocable trust. If you are, what are your rights? It's important that you know them. So the trustee of an irrevocable trust in Florida is a fiduciary with numerous responsibilities, especially to qualified beneficiaries. A qualified beneficiary And generally, all beneficiaries who are current beneficiaries, intermediate beneficiaries, and first-line remainder beneficiaries, whether vested or contingent. Um, Look to Florida Statute 736.0103, Section 16, if you have a question as to what you fall under, if at all. All right, so first, within 60 days after acceptance of the trust, the trustee must notify the qualified beneficiaries of the acceptance of the trust and the full name and address of the trustee within 60 days after the date the trustee acquires knowledge of the creation of an irrevocable trust or the date the trustee acquires knowledge that a formerly revocable trust has now become irrevocable whether by death of the grantor or otherwise the trustee must give notice to the qualified beneficiaries of the trust's existence the identity of the grantor or grantors the right to request a copy of the trust instrument and the right to receive a trust accounting. Upon reasonable request, the trustee must provide a qualified beneficiary with a complete copy of the trust. A trustee of the irrevocable trust must provide a very detailed trust accounting to each qualified beneficiary annually and on termination of the trust or even a change of trustee. This accounting must comply with Florida Statute 736.08135, and it's got to include the compensation paid to the trustee and the trustee's agents, such as his or her attorney, his or her CPA, those type of professional agents. The trustee must provide a qualified beneficiary with relevant information about the assets and liabilities of the trust and the particulars relating to administration. In addition to the duty previously mentioned, the qualified beneficiaries can demand the trustee comply with the following. The trustee has a duty to be impartial if there are two or more beneficiaries, giving due regard to the beneficiary's respective rights. Look at Florida Statute 736.0803. The trustee must invest trust money and trust assets prudently according to the Florida Prudent Investor Rule. Look at Florida Statute 736.0804. The trustee can only incur expenses that are reasonable in relation to the trust property, purposes of the trust, and skills of the trustee. Look at Florida Statute 736.0804. The trustee has a duty of loyalty that runs solely to the beneficiaries. The trust must be administered strictly in the best interest of the beneficiaries, not the best interest of the trustee or any individual or entity that is not a beneficiary. Look at 736.0802. Finally, the beneficiary has a right to demand that the trustee administer the trust in good faith, in accordance with the trust terms and purposes, and in the interests of the beneficiaries in accordance with Florida law look at Florida Statute 736.0801. Of course, this is only a summary of some of the key rights qualified beneficiaries have under Florida law, and it's not a complete list, but it's something that you should keep in mind if you are a beneficiary of a trust that you have certain rights that you can demand um, if they are not being correctly implemented or protected and if you have any questions about what your rights are as a beneficiary or as a trustee give us a call our number is 352-600-2987 we'd be happy to provide you with a complimentary initial consultation all right in florida a successor trustee has some very important duties And we have kind of laid out a list of some of the things the successor trustee needs to do and be aware of once they've accepted the role as successor trustee and agreed to administer the trust. And that list you can find on our website at www.lawkppa.com. But I'm gonna go over some of the duties that a successor trustee should be thinking about prior to accepting the role because it is a job and it's time consuming. You do get paid for it, but I wanna make sure that the successor trustee understands that a trust administration requires strict compliance with the trust terms and oftentimes an analysis of tax requirements um, and of course the Florida Trust Code. A trustee is a fiduciary and is held to a high standard of care under our Florida law. If you are a successor trustee and you need legal advice as to what steps you need to do and how to perform those steps, please give us a call at 352-600-2987. It's important that you follow the advice of an attorney that is seasoned, in trust administration and estate administration to be able to avoid any pitfalls that people fall into a lot of times and also potentially to reduce any taxes and protect yourself against personal liability. Um, So typically the expenses of an attorney and a CPA um, are considered routine trust expenses. And really, failure to use those professionals can expose you to personal liability. So let's dive right in. First of all, the trustee needs to show loyalty to all trust beneficiaries. So even if you are a beneficiary as trustee, you have the duty of loyalty to all beneficiaries, including remaindermen. So what that means is you may have current interest uh, beneficiaries or income beneficiaries, meaning that they are currently receiving the benefit of trust income or principal. And then you also may have future interest beneficiaries or remaindermen, meaning in the future, they're going to receive an interest in the trust. So you can't say, oh, there's five kids in our family, you know, The last born was never loved and we all know that he or she is just a pain. So I'm just not going to include them in anything. Um, or you can't say, you know, they live in China and we just really don't want to include them in this. We're just going to handle this on our own. That's not an option. All beneficiaries have to be included and your loyalty has to be to all, not just some. All right, next is impartiality, which goes hand in hand with loyalty. Um, so the successor trustee can't favor the income beneficiaries over the interests of the remainderman beneficiaries, unless the trust specifically directs otherwise. So again, the language of the trust, as well as an analysis of the complex tax requirements and Florida trust code are all gonna play into this. So typically, you're going to have to walk a fine line and balance the interests of the beneficiaries, the income beneficiaries, against the interests of the remaindermen. All right. You also have to make sure that trust property is productive. So the trust portfolio of assets is expected to achieve conservative growth this means this duty may be violated if the successor trustee keeps large amounts in a checking account that does not pay interest and does not allow growth in value this duty can also be violated if the trustee keeps trust assets in land that does not produce income like vacant land or commercial land that did not does not produce rental income in excess of maintenance costs. Meaning if you're paying more to maintain it than you are receiving an income, you might have a problem. All right, so remember, key point, the sole reason for the trust to exist is to serve the beneficiaries. It's not for the trustee to make money off of, okay? So it's not an employment program for the trustee. If you're administering a trust that has or acquires unproductive assets, call us, let us know. Tell us what your issues are, what your concerns are. We can walk you through it step by step. Also, the trustee needs to follow the prudent investor rule. You can find this under Florida statute 518.11. This rule means that the trust portfolio should be broadly diversified and invested in conservative investments designed to stay ahead of inflation, but not in aggressive growth. So as trustee, you know, you may not be an experienced financial advisor or, you know, a stockbroker or anything like that, but you better not lose money or you will need to account to the beneficiaries. Often it is best to retain the services of a certified financial planner that's a CFP experienced in helping manage conservative portfolios. So, keep in mind the successor trustee is obligated to exercise reasonable care, judgment and caution in selecting an investment age agent. So you can't just choose who, you know, you're employing as your investment agent because, you know, they're already you've already got a relationship and you want to, you know, provide them another client. It's got to be somebody that is in our experience, it's best to retain somebody that's a CFP and has experience in helping manage conservative portfolios because your portfolio may be a lot riskier than what you want to invest the trust assets in. So, Very important to use caution in selecting that investment agent. All right. Also, you need to account to beneficiaries and keep them informed. They need to know what's going on. All right. So once the trust administration starts, the successor trustee must inform all income and remainder beneficiaries of your acceptance of the trustee duties. Meaning, once you've agreed, all right, I'm okay with taking on this Uh, accountability, this liability, and this job. I need to let everybody know that's a beneficiary of this trust that I've taken on that role. I need to let them know my number, my address, how to contact me. If a beneficiary requests it, you as the successor trustee are required to provide a complete copy of the trust document, including any amendments, as well as relevant information about the assets of the trust and the particulars relating to what you've already done in the administration. Even without request, all beneficiaries are going to have to be provided an annual statement of the accounts. Pursuant to Florida Statute 736.0813, you also have to make sure you keep trust assets separate. You cannot commingle them. So, you as the successor trustee must keep the assets of each trust separate and keep your assets separate from the trust assets. So, if you have a, if you're handling a trust administration for a trust that has sub trusts within it such as a marital trust, a family trust, or a bypass trust, a special needs trust, uh, anything like that, you have to keep it separate. Otherwise you can create some very, very bad uh, taxable issues. All right, you also have to avoid conflicts of interest and self-dealing. So you cannot buy assets from the trust and sell your personal assets to the trust. You cannot favor yourself if you are also a beneficiary at the expense of the other remainder or potential remainder beneficiaries. You cannot make any distribution to anyone or any withdrawals unless specifically authorized by the trust to do so and advised by your attorney to do so. The trustee is entitled to, of course, reasonable compensation for trust services, Um, Or compensation is otherwise set forth in the trust. So again, it's really important to read the trust. What does it say? A successor trustee cannot otherwise profit or benefit from the trust unless also a beneficiary. Conflicts of interest and self-dealing is a scary, scary situation to get into with many traps that people fall into. So if you are a trustee and you have a concern as to any specific action or situation that you might be dealing in, please call us and we can help walk you through it. Next, you wanna make sure that you preserve the trust assets and uphold the trust. The successor trustee is liable if trust assets are lost Misplaced or destroyed beyond or because of inattention or negligence. If the trust assets are equities, the trustee needs to monitor their performance. If the trust assets are commercial real estate, the trust needs to monitor that the properties maintain a high occupancy level, rents are collected in a timely fashion, and of course, deposited in a trust account. This might require hiring a property manager. The trustees should be certain that all trust assets are appropriately insured. So, if the trust owns a house in Florida where a lot of times we have hurricanes, like this past season, we had a pretty active hurricane season, it's imperative that the home be insured for property and wind damage that may be caused by hurricanes or weather-related events that we experience here. And that's true for any property the trust owns anywhere. Make sure that you are protecting it. If it's vacant property, there should be a security system and there should be insurance regarding vacant property. All right, file tax returns and pay any tax due. So just like we file taxes every year, a trust does too. The income tax return for a trust is called a Form 1041, the fiduciary income tax return. Here, you're going to want to hire a professional CPA who routinely prepares 1041s to be able to advise you on preparing that and what to do. All right, you want to minimize income taxes. So generally, you know... Income on bank accounts, CDs, bonds, mortgages, dividends, stocks, mutual funds, rental income. That's the type of income that we're talking about. The trust has a high tax environment. So income not distributed in that year may be taxed at the highest tax rate. So it's important to minimize this and you may need to distribute income out to the income beneficiaries if the trust terms allow you to do that. Pay trust expenses. The administration of the trust requires certain expenses and expenditures. I mean, this could be any type of tax, like filing of an income tax return, real estate taxes, CPA fees, legal fees, insurance, policy costs, you name it. There are certain expenses that are going to be required, so make sure to pay them. Good record keeping, so if you are not good at record keeping, this is not the job for you. You do not want to accept your role as successor trustee because this is imperative. You need to keep accurate records of every single thing that you do down to every penny that comes out of the trust and that goes into it. Um, typically, if you know it's a small amount you 're going to want to just hire a bookkeeper. Or if you're good at bookkeeping, use QuickBooks or a similar program to that. Um, But if you are not good at bookkeeping, you need to hire a professional bookkeeper to do this for you because it is imperative that you have accurate records. If you become disabled or pass away yourself as the successor trustee, Then another person needs to be able to step in to where you left off at your job, which is making it very important that your records are up to date and good, which is why it's important to potentially hire a professional to do that for you. All right. So, obviously it really matters here that you hire a seasoned professional to be able to advise you through all of these steps because it is a lot it is a job and you have to be able to perform this job according to not only the florida trust code but what the trust terms actually advise you to do. And sometimes if you're not familiar with the legal terminology, you may not be able to completely understand what your duties are, which is why you should consult with and hire a Florida licensed attorney. Um, We, of course, would be happy to help. You can give us a call at 352-600-2987 Or email us at office at lawkppa.com if you're a successor trustee in need of legal guidance. All right, so another question I get is who else should be involved in the trust administration? Um, For instance, a spouse, a significant other, a family friend, a confidant. And the answer is no one. The people who should be involved in a trust administration are the trustee, their legal representative, and the beneficiaries and their legal representatives if they have one. Third parties or other people like the spouse of a beneficiary, the spouse of a trustee, the friend of a family, or a confidant that the creator of the trust used They should not be involved if they are not named in the trust as a fiduciary or a trust protector or any other role associated with the trust. And the reason why is when you start allowing more people to be involved with opinions and recommendations, you're going to muddy the waters. You do not want people involved who do not have a duty or an interest in the trust Because the person or people who created the trust in the first place, the grantors, the trust makers, the settlers, if they wanted those people to be involved, they would have named them specifically in the trust document with a specific role in mind. If they're not named, they should not be involved in any way, shape, or form. So you may be wondering how creditors are satisfied with a trust. And this is very important to understand because many times I hear clients say, I want asset protection and I want my revocable living trust to do that. You got to keep in mind what a revocable living trust is doing and why you are creating it. It can definitely be asset protection for your beneficiaries if you choose to have subtrusts within it that terms actually provide for that type of asset protection for them, but it's not asset protection for you. So Florida law doesn't actually have a specific procedure uh, for identifying and paying out creditors at the death of the trust maker. So the creditors typically have up to two years from the decedent's death to file claims against the estate, and because of that, trustees are going to be reluctant or drag their feet in distributing any of the trust assets to the beneficiaries until they're satisfied that all claims have been paid, and two years is a really long time to wait to make sure all claims have been paid. Um, So a lot of times clients will choose to open a probate estate in addition to the trust administration to be able to close off that creditor period and the claim process within probate. What I mean there is you can cut that window from two years to 90 days if you open the estate and start that probate claim process. Um, this law limits them on the time for creditors to file claims against the estate and also provides a process for objecting to those claims. So this is what's called a formal administration that you would want to open and just get rid of any creditors that might be out there and get rid of and cut that time period down to 90 days. If you are a successor trustee, this is something that benefits you because you've got Your two-year window knocked down to 90 days. So it is an expense that is well worth it. Some of the vocabulary used within this podcast is legal vocabulary that you may not be familiar with or have a limited understanding of please remember that we have a glossary of terms on our website which you can locate at www.lawkppa.com the information on this podcast is of a general nature and is not intended to answer any individual's legal questions Do not rely on information presented herein to address your individual legal concerns. If you have a legal question about your individual facts and circumstances, you should consult an experienced Florida attorney. Your receipt of information from this podcast does not create an attorney-client relationship and the legal privileges inherent therein. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to be notified when a new episode is posted. Rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends and family. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you're leaving with a new outlook on your planning process.